everybody. Welcome to We View Yasha, episode 84. I'm Sean. I'm Lindsay. We're going to talk about Koga's hyphenated bride-to-be. Turns out we were talking about Ayame the whole time and not Kagome. <laughs> I know. What did I? Uh, there was something I wanted to bring up. Oh, a surprise for this episode. Ayame didn't take it out on Kagome. No. That might have made the episode more interesting if she had, but instead they just sat on a rock until a monster arrived, and then they fought it together, kind of. Kagome was being very kind to Ayame, and I think she was winning her over. She was, yeah. like, very clearly, like, trying to get them together, like, you know, all down on Koga, like, don't you remember? You already promised to her, you can't marry me. And Ayame was very perceptive in seeing that Kagome clearly doesn't love Koga very much. Yep. And the big reveal at the end of this episode was that Koga just wants someone who could track for jewels. <laughs> And that the wolf way of doing stuff is to just marry those who uh, have superpowers you could use. Which made me think, uh, it made me ease up on Inuyasha's possessiveness a little bit. Because that is a clear sign of, oh, you're into her. Koga's not that into you. <laughs> he just uh, likes your abilities. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I think he also like likes her. Maybe. She's different. Maybe he likes Inuyasha and just likes pissing him off. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, not only can she sense the jewel shards, but she's not from this time. She wears different clothes. She's like one in a million. She's like... Diamond in the rough? A well, no, jewel shard she's in the... not in the rough. <laughs> I guess she's a diamond among cubic zirconias <laughs> she's a lunar rainbow exactly yes thank you Sean. you're welcome <laughs> she's a, a a lunar rainbow among ordinary rainbows who only fires arrows occasionally and at something small and hard to hit and not the source yeah which she does in this just episode. once <laughs> she only had one <laughs> and then she just sits and poking yeah, that was weird. Really didn't seem to do much. But then she hung on to that arrow, and she never shot it again. Even when, like, Inuyasha, I mean, what was she going to do? Inuyasha had to save her. She yeah. still had an arrow. Well, I don't think anybody needed to save anybody, because midway through, they all realized that this creation isn't a technical creation from Naraku that it was just something he left in the basement and that gives them the strength to just stand up and, yeah. and say like oh oh you're just trash even though you had me all tied up a second ago and completely helpless now that I know you're just trash and, I can beat you and Koga frees Ayame in that moment by just yes! kicking like leaves off of yes! her yes uh, just uh well, let's talk about this episode and how underwhelming it was. <laughs> Kogame and Ayame, they're all together being total bros. Um, Ayame reveals the most important clue of the entire episode that Kogome proceeds to completely ignore and not tell her friends about when she says that a miasma, a demon cloud, if you will, 
is causing all of the wolf tribes to fight. And this happened to only appear about a week ago while she was taking all of these tests and failing it. Uh, who could it be? Well, let's forget that and talk about the marriage that was meant to strengthen the tribes, which Koga still refuses to do. And then the uh, yeah. hair, hair demon arrives. He even said, like, that won't work. I, I can't marry you. I'm, I got it. Maraki. He says, if you just smash their heads together, they'll listen to you. Oh, yeah. He's like, you could do it. You don't need me. Just threaten them. And then she says, no, they need to earn our trust. And what better way to earn their trust than to show a united front with those sexy empowered legs of yours being all married to me and stuff. Uh, or just like marrying Koga and making Koga smash their heads together to get them to listen. That, but her gramps also implied to her that she could marry any of the wolf tribe people and that she's already betrothed to Koga and that's why she's there. Yeah, I don't think she's really betrothed. In her mind. In her mind, yeah. Promise. That's the word she uses. Yeah. She's like, oh, no, he promised. That's, that's, I don't think grandpa cares. <laughs> oh, uh, so they're attacked by the mouth monster, but our gang who's on the way to Kagome, is also attacked by hair bullets. These yeah. gross clumps of hair that are just hanging out on the trail. It's just like, you know, at a salon where no one's swept up yet. There's just, that's like all it was. I can't imagine something more terrifying than that. <laughs> I guess if it flung itself at you. That yes, that's horrible. Creepy. Well, if it got in your mouth, no thank you. And uh, they yell at Inuyasha to go on ahead. Because <laughs> he's the fastest and the strongest. And nothing takes care of hair bullets like a Hraikos. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. A giant boomerang. I mean, Foxfire would probably come in the most handy with this hair. Yeah, did Shippa just, like, sleep the whole time? He said some shit. Really? He was, he was talking some shit later in the episode remember him at all <laughs> yeah he was there i remember at the very end of the episode he was sleeping <laughs> on uh moroku i think it was on moroku yeah yeah which uh, just seemed like an interesting choice but sure <laughs> whatever he gave uh, inuyasha and kagome their moment together yeah let's sh i'm surpri surprisingly thoughtful yeah but he still didn't believe in a lunar rainbow Because she's read a science book or two and knows that they can happen. <laughs> anyway, Ayame is asked to protect Higome. You, my girlfriend, protect my other girlfriend. I feel like Koga was like being kind of a dick and just like really. Not Koga. It. Huh? I said, not Koga. <laughs> I feel like he was really rubbing it in Ayame's face. Yeah, I mean, that's one way to get her to stop coming after you is just to. Yeah, I guess so. But that backfired because that's what made Ayame see that Kagome is not really into Koga. Yeah, he miscalculated there. Uh, where the hell? Oh, okay. So Koga wraps up the hair in a weird move just so he can kick it in the teeth. Oh, yeah. He wraps it around a tree branch and swings on it. Yep. Knocks out two teeth. 
Yep, and then blinding light blinds everybody, and yeah. he gets wrapped up. Ayame gets wrapped up. Kagome fires an arrow at the hair, wrapping up Ayame. Yeah. One shot could have killed that creature, but let's not think about that. Like, no one really seemed in, like, as much danger anymore. Like, I mean, I guess it did something, but Ayame was still wrapped up in the hair, so Kagome was... It reminded me of Yura when she was trying to chip through the skull. Mm. Only that's when it made sense to do that. It was like a last-ditch effort. Yes. They were about to be murdered. This, this, it's... <laughs> they could have slept walked through this whole fight. But don't worry, Inuyasha saves them. And <laughs> Koga, who's still all wrapped up and humiliated, uh, Kagome asks him not to overexert himself because Inuyasha's here. He's going to take care of everything. <laughs> but Inuyasha does strike at the the, the guy the thing the mouth and uh gets wrapped up himself yeah and then the hair like starts falling off of it yeah it's just sort of an ugly lump of flesh it's pretty gross the mouth did kind of imply that he was onigumo oh yeah i didn't even get that i thought that's what the revelation was going towards because he said i'm finally free now i'm gonna return to my true form and i thought oh is this the last bit of Onigumo that he's put in the basement? But if I had to guess, Onigumo is probably going to come back in a later episode and tear shit up. But we'll see. Uh, while they're all tangled up, I also was thinking like... Maybe he was oh. one of the demons that was in that giant Booyabase volcano that he oh. absorbed. I didn't even think about that. The one that was second to last that... Uh, yeah, he didn't. <laughs> Inuyasha fought for a little bit. Yeah, maybe that was him. Remember how good that episode was? Let's <laughs> yeah. talk about this one, though. <laughs> yeah, the mouth says it was abandoned. Oh, the other gang oh, yeah. catches up. Starts talking. And then everybody realizes that, oh, we could just stand. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're not an incarnation. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> The Koga punches the thing, splitting its head open, and interrogates it. And the mouse's like, I don't know anything. You guys should have figured this out. All I know is that Naraku escaped to a place where no one can touch him. Ha ha ha. Now, what does he mean by that? Is it outer space? Is it deep under the sea? Is it high on a mountain in the north by a bunch of uh, wolf tribesmen, perhaps? did have that shot of the mountains mm. as the sun was setting but they don't think about that instead the koga gets his arm eaten yes and then ayame instead of pulling out her sword decides to stab it with a hat pin it's the power of the iris flower damn it it dissipates <laughs> the fucking uh, miasma or something I don't know. It got them both swallowed up. No, then they got eaten. <laughs> and Koga had to high kick his way out. Yes. <laughs> he did not Good look thing cool. because everyone was useless because no one could fight the monster while Koga was alive inside of it. It's weird that Inuyasha was like, now I can't use the wind scar. Whereas he should have been like, great, let's get out of here. 
No, you should have, like, used the wind scar. I was like, hey, I'm going to kill this incarnation and get two jewel shards. Oh, that's true. Maybe he didn't want to kill Ayame. Yeah, maybe. Either way, Inuyasha let his better instincts get a hold of him, and he decided not to kill people in cold blood. Koga throws a piece of the thing to Hakaku and Genta, who arrive on the scene from off screen. <laughs> I thought he was going to say interrogate this, but instead he was just like, yeah, get a good whiff. Yeah, so apparently they're bloodhounds now. I guess that entire time they didn't learn anything. As Inuyasha <laughs> points out later, like, he can control his scent, guys. If he doesn't want to be found this way, he's going to keep doing the same thing he's always been doing. Staying hidden. Yeah. This this was half the episode. We're almost done. <laughs> We're almost done talking about Koga's bride-to-be. Yeah. And then there was, like, the little bumper in the middle, and I'm like, what how, What do we have left? Well, we got to get the flashback again. Oh, yeah. I never want to see that flashback again. Two was enough. <laughs> Three times. The birds of paradise. Shame on you. Uh, yeah, and then, oh, come down from the mountain and I'll marry you. Uh, Koga remembers, but he pretends not to. <gasps> yeah. What a dick. Wow. Yeah, I may have said something like that to somebody. Weren't you like four? (laughs) Bye. And that's why you never date the bad guys. The bad boys. Yeah. As appealing as they are. I'm not saying that Koga does all the work. I'm just saying. I don't know what I'm saying. He did all the work in this episode. Inuyasha did some things. But I guess. Aaron Reaver, I guess. But he's also a bad boy. That's the problem. That's true. Are there any nice boys besides Hojo? That guy with the monkey? Oh, Nobunaga? (laughs) Boy. (laughs) Was he the one who was in love with the princess? Yes. And then had his moment to confess and still didn't. Was not brave enough to do it? Yeah. Yeah. There's also, like, Gilmore Girls. Jess, the bad boy in that show, they give him these little moments of integrity that set him apart from the Boy Scout. And his one is he has a girlfriend when Rory finally breaks up with Dean. And then Jess goes, I'll be right back. And he runs off and breaks up with his girlfriend before he starts dating Rory. So it's not like there's a moment where he's two timing his girlfriend. The people bring that up as like, uh, see, Dean cheats on his wife later, but Jess would never do that. Yeah, I so there, respect that. So there was a moment in this show where it's like, well, Koga's up front about his feelings and honest about everything. And then these last two are just like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, oh, I guess Shippo did point out that at least Koga's all loyal to Kagome. Instead of a certain someone else who... I thought he was talking about Moroku when he said that. Oh, no. <laughs> At least he that focuses... Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> At least he's focused on one girl. But Moroku's... I mean, that fits him pretty well, as that description. True. But, I mean, Koga probably could have said, like, yeah, 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 sure, I'll marry you after Naraku. Now go, 
run along and then like been like, okay, now that she's gone, kick up. Oh, my heart's really yours. <laughs> but at least he was just like straight up, like nope. And then I, I was laughing when they started fighting. Because it reminded me a lot of Inuyasha and Kagome. Mm. Koga and Ayame. Yeah. That uh, she, uh, she says, all right, do whatever you want. I'm going to try to find another way to strengthen the wolf tribe. But you're still going to marry me. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, you know what? Go deal with Naraku. I'm going to wait. And then he's like, no. Because I can only marry someone who can see jewel shards. She's like, all right, I'll practice really hard then and yeah, see those. She's like, well, I'm going to do it. And he goes, you can't do it. And she goes, yes, I can. And tornadoes <laughs> away. <laughs> Before he can say no. She's like, yeah. okay, deal, bye. And Moroku was like, I don't know if you can do that. <laughs> Somebody can just lift weights until they see jewel shards. I hope Naraku isn't where she's going. Then the gang could just follow her. Where there's a terrible miasma i can't believe that just went right over kagome's head <laughs> that frustrates me so much <laughs> i know the next episode's like clash at demon head or something like that but i don't think they're going to the wolf tribe in the north no i don't think they have a plan yet yeah but i think that sets up season four as search for Spock. I mean, Naraku. Nah, Sparaku. Spar- <laughs> or, where in the world is Naraku San Diego? Yeah. Uh, Inuyasha tries to cut off Koga's legs. And then... Half-heartedly. <laughs> yeah. I keep my eye on you. And then <laughs> he tornadoes away. Inuyasha points out how stupid his plan is. And then Moroku says, so where do you think he is then? And... Kagome stays silent in the background while Inuyasha goes, how the fuck should I know? Kagome's like, I have no idea either. Nothing sounded suspicious to me at all. (laughs) (laughs) This is why Inuyasha is like eight seasons. (laughs) Because they're like, I guess we'll just go this way. Uh, Koga looks at a river and oh. says, forget about me, Ayame. Cut to Ayame, who says, I'll it's never forget. <laughs> I'll never forget about you for the rest of my life. Yep. And, and then another moonlit bonus scene. Uh, Inuyasha and Kagome and the gang stare up at the moon. Uh, Kagome calls him out for being possessive. He's like, hmm. You really just need to talk about why you're so jealous of Koga. And he's like, just forget it. <laughs> and the others look at each other and like, we know like, what hey, it was keep doing. going, keep going. <laughs> just pretend we're not here. <laughs> they love the gossip. I kind of enjoyed that about this episode, that they're, of course, like, <laughs> are they going to, what's happening? Uh, Kagome wishes for the honesty that those two had, and then they all wait for a lunar rainbow that doesn't appear. Yeah. It appears to those who believe in them. That's what they say. So Ayami really might learn how to see him if she believes she could see them. (laughs) That's called psychosis. (laughs) I don't know. Kind of meh. Yeah, it's pretty meh. I agree. 
Just a lot of sticking points, and I hate that monster. The monster <laughs> is so stupid. <laughs> I guess the only thing it really does is kind of set up, because I think mostly season four has a search for Naraku arc. It, That's pretty much all it did. Where Naraku is going to be in the mind of Inuyasha, and then they have to go to the destroyed Genesis planet. Okay, now I'm just doing search for Spock. Oh. Uh, I got nothing else to say. I looked up some stuff, but it was all stuff I said in the previous episode, like how this is filler. Yami really doesn't play a very big part. Really so, do anything except tell everyone where Naraku is. Yeah, and nobody listened to her. <laughs> nobody cared. She didn't use the right buzzwords. <laughs> She didn't say there was a weird spider, and it was kind of a purplish. There was maniacal that. laughter coming from the mountain. <laughs> oh no! Am I about to lose this entire episode? No. Hold on. Okay, we're fine. All right, let, let's use that as a sign to get the <laughs> hell out of here. Um, this is Sean and Weave Yasha signing off, Lindsay. Hey.